Poso maoni work, wai wainan kitana ni mua e yoski piataya posnotaman e yum MITW podcast. A yospis piataya posnapi notaman and e hisikimaka e yoso matnamineho kihi. Welcome to the Nominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. I'm your host, Sheena Wampoos. On this episode, I am joined by Gaspon Bowles, Public Information Officer for the Nominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin. I would like to remind people that we request you send in your COVID-19 related questions to us at podcast at MITW.org. Welcome, Vaughn. Hey, thanks for having me back, Sheena. So, um, we have Thanksgiving coming up this next week, and I was wondering if you could go over Um, CDC recommendations for Thanksgiving plans. Yeah, CDC has issued recommendations this week. Uh, One of the things that they talk about that's most important is obviously travel. Um, One of the things they're they're really recommending people be cognizant of is the amount of people they're around 14 days before Thanksgiving and also afterwards. Um, Contact tracing has been kind of a challenge Uh, both locally and nationally. And so they want people to make sure that if they are around people that are outside of their immediate household, they know who they've been around, um, especially if they are traveling with public transportation, buses, trains, planes. Um, They recommend if you are taking any of those forms of transportation, you know, if you can um, distance yourself six feet away from those that are in your household, Uh, plan beforehand, know if there are any types of travel restrictions to the locations you want to go to, Um, and, you know, wear a a mask, obviously, but most importantly, you know, wash your hands frequently and use hand sanitizer after touching any sort of common or public objects. Um, That way you're significantly less likely to, you know, touch your face, mouth, eyes, um, and and put any sort of virus into into your system. Uh, with gatherings specifically, uh, they recommend gathering outside. Don't share food if possible. Bring your own food um, and utensils and plates that are either disposable or that you can take care of yourself. Uh, as far as you know, gatherings, they also encourage virtual gatherings because obviously it's hard to cough or sneeze on someone if through a screen. Uh, so it's significantly safer than getting together in person. I know it's It's a little bit of a downer, but, um, you know, it helps to ensure that those you love, uh, those you're friends with and those you want to spend time with, um, don't get your, your germs and, and you don't get theirs. So it, it helps to ensure that you could celebrate with them next year. Um, other activities. I know a lot of people love black Friday. My, my aunts, they were big sock shoppers on black Friday because I don't know why, but it was always socks on black Friday. But this year, they recommend doing a lot more online and virtual shopping, obviously, too, for the same sort of reasons. Um, far less crowds, far less possibility to become contaminated with germs. Um, other than that, you know, spend time with, with those you love, but, you know, try to, to maintain distance and, and stay safe. With the shopping thing, too, I've seen that a lot of companies seem to be adapting to the fact that people probably don't want to go in person this year. So there's a lot more online deals. Yeah, yeah, I've I've noticed that, too. 
Um, so Vaughn, it seems like every single day I watch the news, they're saying there's a new record of cases um, in the U.S. Um, can you put into perspective where we are with the number of cases with previous waves that we've had of the virus? So it's, it's kind of interesting. If you're looking at the progression of, of the virus, um, due to travel you know between Europe and, and Asia obviously the the outer coasts of the US got hit with COVID first and they were hit really hard and then it kind of moved in central well it's it's gotten to the point where you know the northern Midwest and some of the inner mountain west like Montana and the Dakotas um, we're we're experiencing kind of the height of uh, the pandemic now at this point um, hopefully hopefully it begins to to even back out and we see fewer and fewer cases um, and there's definitely a potential for that with several of the the vaccines um, nearly ready for distribution at this point um, but right now we are experiencing some of the highest cases in the country and so it's it's not like we should be kind of carefree about the whole thing um, we we definitely are seeing our our fair share of, of the spread here at this point um, we have kind of spread rates uh, that are, are within, you know, the triple digits per 100,000 individuals. And that's usually how uh, they have to do comparisons uh, epidemiologically to, you know, to kind of make things fair and balanced. Um, so we are experiencing significantly higher rates than, you know, areas on the East Coast and in, in the South at this time. So uh, it's something we just need to be aware of and uh, really try to, you know, maintain caution as we're out and about in public. So what are the most common places people are contracting the virus on in Menominee County? So right now we're experiencing a lot of community spread. There's there's not really one location like a save a lot or a Walmart or or a workplace where people are contracting a lot of it. Um, a lot of it's been in in person to person contact. Um, visiting households and, and being together in, you know, private parties or, or sharing rides together. Uh, a lot of confined spaces where uh, people don't know they're symptomatic um, and are just going about regular activities. And so that's why people really need to be um, vigilant about, you know, washing their hands, not touching their face and things like that, because, you know, you may have it or a friend may have it and you may not be experiencing any symptoms yet and you could pass it at that point. So um, we'd love to be able to pin down a place and say, if you avoid this area, you'll be safe, but it's just not the case right now. So you talked about Thanksgiving plans a little bit earlier. What are the chances of being exposed to COVID um, if people do get together um, in the community here for the holiday? So that's actually a really good question. And one of the things that uh, the department uh, health services DHS has come out with is actually an exposure risk calculator and we can we can post that in the show notes and put a link to that um, but it you look at uh, issues like the number of people that will be there um, whether it's indoor or outdoor and kind of uh, factor in the the rate of spread for your I think it's the zip code is what they use um, and you just kind of roll over your county and you can find out you know what your odds are of contracting COVID if you're in you know, various groups or organizations. <clears throat> so um, there's a lot of talk of COVID vaccines right now. There's news of another one that's even possibly more effective than the one that we talked about last week, I believe. 
Um, so will these vaccines be safe for all types of people, um, pregnant, women, elderly? So, yeah, I believe you're talking about the, the new vaccine that was uh, announced by Moderna, um, which they said has a 94.5% effective rate against uh, the virus. Um, you've brought up a really good question. Um, some of the at-risk populations, the elderly, pregnant women, children, um, they're actually doing a lot of that research right now to see if it's it's safe for them. Um, Project Warp Speed, uh, which the the uh, current administration um, implemented and stuff to, to move forward the vaccine research um, has done a, a lot of really good things um, in moving the, vi the vaccine development forward. Uh, what we haven't been able to do yet is what are called phase four trials. And what those really look at is like long-term effects of, you know, how they impact children or the elderly or pregnant women. Um, and that's only because or we haven't been able to do those because we haven't had as much time with the virus or the vaccines to look at those long-term studies. Um, so that's something that they're they're working on implementing right now is is testing you know the virus or the sorry the vaccine for you know teens and children um, and the elderly. Um, in most cases, the elderly are pretty uh, safe to take them. Um, they're not sure what the effects would be on children yet. In, all, in some cases, and so they're working on that research right now, um, and they're working on you know final approval pending some of those results. So does the tribe um, have a plan in place currently to quickly distribute a vaccine if or when it's approved? Yeah, Incident Command has been in contact with Menominee County um, and state representatives, and we're working on our, our distribution plan right now. So we got a couple of user or listener <laughs> submitted emails. Um, one was regarding Cat's Claw. Um, can you speak about that? So I was I was looking up Cat's Claw a little bit. Um, I know that the use and consumption of Cat's Claw isn't FDA approved, so we can't endorse it. Um, however, they were talking about using it in like a soup or a tea. Um, what we can say is anytime you are adding additional hydration into your diet, um, you know, it helps boost your immune system and, you know, clean your, your body out. Um, and so, you know, we can recommend staying hydrated. Um, whether using cat's claw will be helpful at this point, um, I don't know, and I, and I really can't speak to that one. Would the tribe include meal replacement drinks in the next food drive? Yeah, so I, I spoke with... with um, one of our uh, members of IC who handles the the meals that are brought in, and they were they were surprised uh, to hear that people were asking about things like meal replacement drinks, and and she said they'd be happy to order those and try to bring those in because you know they are a safe meal that's self-contained and can be sanitized, and so they thought that was a really good idea, and so they're going to try to start working those into uh, some of the the distribution distributed meals. Um. So can you talk about Governor Evers' new emergency order that was signed this week and then the tribe's new emergency order that was also um, put in place yesterday? Yeah, so Governor Evers, um, you know, continued the mask mandate, has asked that uh, people not congregate and stuff over the holiday weekend. Um, and the the tribe's kind of mirrored that. Uh, they're still limiting a lot of the uh, on-site personnel to, you know, under 50% capacity. 
Um, they've opened up a few other um, areas and stuff, but in, in most cases, most of the tribe will be operating remotely still. Um, we still have a mask mandate in place for individuals under the age of five. Um, and those are for anyone who's you know, doing business on the reservation or coming into the, the tribal buildings. Um, and that will be in effect until June 9th at this point. Or sorry, January 9th, not June 9th. Oh my gosh, I hope we, <laughs> hope we get this taken care of before June. <laughs> Wishful thinking. <laughs> I hope, yeah. yeah <laughs> okay. Um, and then we also had another listener submitted email. Um, if death occurs from COVID-19, can there be a regular wake, viewing, and funeral? If not, why so? You know, we're we're still just discouraging um, people gatherings for wakes and funerals, and it's because usually they're held indoors. Um, there's usually a lot of personal contact. I know people are are sad and depressed, and so there's a lot of of hugging and you know people in in close quarters to each other. Um, they've found that there have been significant numbers of individuals that have contracted COVID from going to funerals. And it's really unfortunate because, you know, those are the, the times that people really need their family and friends um, to support them. But there are also times when people can still contract COVID-19 and they can still spread it. And so we're strongly discouraging gathering for wakes and funerals or, or other other events like graduations. I know that's um, been kind of a downer and stuff this last summer that a lot of, um, you know, teens and youth and adult, young adults from uh, graduating from college weren't able to get together for, you know, some of those mile markers in life. Um, but right now we're just trying to keep everyone as, as safe as possible. And so we're asking people to hold off on some of those events and as, as long as possible or until, you know, we can get to that light at the end of the tunnel. And then kind of the last part of that question that we got was, is there still danger after death of contracting COVID-19 from the deceased? Um, we're not sure if, if they can contract it from the deceased. Um, if you are alive, though, you can still contract the virus. Um, you know, uh, we don't know specifically if it'll come from your recently departed loved one or not. Um, but yes, there there's still a possibility that you could contract it. Uh, they also don't know how long immunity for those that have had the virus lasts. Uh, so they're asking people to continue exercising precaution and stuff, even if they themselves have gotten the virus and have recovered from it. Well, thank you for joining me this week, Vaughn. Hey, thanks for having me, Sheena. You have any last comments for people? You know, we, we just really appreciate everyone's efforts in, in trying to, to keep the reservation and the community safe. Um, and so, you know, we want to wish you the best of health and uh, hope you enjoy this holiday that's coming up. Why Wannon for listening to the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also listen to the podcast on menominee-nsn.gov under the community tab and keep up to date by following us on Facebook at MITW Podcast. We do weekly updates with Vaughn. We do welcome any community questions you have regarding COVID-19, so please send those to us via email at podcast.mitw.org.